0: gospel of John that we just heard the first kind of thing that Jesus tells the Apostles to do after the resurrection is to receive the Holy Spirit and then to go out and forgive sins now you might be thinking well Lent is just over now we're in Easter haven't we not talked about sin and forgiveness and mercy enough Let's move on to the resurrection and to the glory of heaven and the joy and the peace that comes from that. So why, particularly this Divine Mercy Sunday and this Gospel from the Gospel of John of the resurrection of Jesus, appearing to the Apostles on Easter Sunday night, why is this peace be with you immediately paired with forgive sins and the need for forgiveness for our sins? Why is the resurrection, why is salvation, our redemption, heaven, tied intricately with forgiveness and mercy? Part of it, I think, is our struggle with the idea of judgment. As Christians, I don't think judgment is what most of us believe it to be. When we think of our judgment, I think the image that often comes to mind is St. Peter standing at the pearly gates, waiting for us to line up and come and to make a judgment and look at our life and go, yes or no. Or we think of the idea of a judge in their judgment seat, waiting for the gavel to fall to make the decision as to whether I'm good or whether I'm bad. This is not judgment according to Christ. Judgment in law is the idea that we hear all the time, innocent until proven guilty. But judgment in faith is guilty until made innocent. Jesus knows that we are guilty, sometimes even before we know. Just look at the Easter stories. Judas, St. Peter. Jesus tells them, before they even know what they're going to do, that they're going to betray him or deny him. He knows they're guilty before they even realize that they're guilty. That doesn't keep him from banishing them away. It doesn't make him damn them to hell because he knows that they are guilty. See, in law, you face judgment so that you can face and accept the consequence of whatever choice you made. In faith, we face judgment so that we can receive the healing And salvation that we need this is what we're being drawn into and so because of that it's not about facing punishment for my vice for my sin that I've done wrong facing judgment is about moving from vice to virtue allowing God's grace to change my guilty soul into an innocent one made for heaven This is why, while we are still celebrating Easter, we hold this together. That we rejoice at the promise of salvation, the peace of the resurrection, but at the same time remember what it took to get there. The cross for the forgiveness of our sins. So as Catholics, when we think about the sacrament of confession, this is what we need to remember. When we think of the temptation to maybe go, I can go to God to receive forgiveness. I don't need to go to the sacrament. Yes, forgiveness comes from God, as we hear in the gospel. Jesus gives the ability for the apostles to offer forgiveness. It comes from God. But we can't just move towards the love and compassion that are felt after the fact. We need to be able to face our judgment for what we've done wrong, for what we're guilty of, so that we're actually healed of the issue, of our problem, of our vice, of our sin, to come to that resurrection. In a real way, we should be running with joy to confession, not just away from confession, because we're coming to meet our merciful judge. Jesus is the one who is divine mercy. That we meet in confession. We should be able to rejoice that I'm facing my judgment because it means my healing. It means my salvation, not my condemnation, not my shame, but healing. Now, I can say that. It doesn't mean that that's what I do. I don't run with joy to confession. It's still hard because it feels like facing judgment. It feels like shame. It feels like condemnation but that's not Jesus that's not what he is offering in the resurrection one of the there's a if you ever heard of a decree of nullity so a decree of nullity is a process in the church for those whose marriages have broken down and what the church does in a decree of nullity is she examines the relationship of this husband and wife to see if anything was missing or broken prior to and including the wedding vows to see if this marriage never fulfilled what it was supposed to be and it was declared null, meaning they would be free to enter into marriage again because the first one was not considered valid. When people come to me because they have had a marriage that is broken down, lots of different situations, where I encounter those people, and I have to have the conversation with them that until they receive a decree of nullity, if they're divorced and remarried, they can't receive the sacraments. To me, their response is often embodying what our regular response to judgment is. It's not easy for me to explain what it takes because it's a heavily involved process that takes upwards of a year to work through. And it means going back and facing all of the troubles and problems of the past, bringing everything back up. But the idea behind the decree of nullity is healing, to actually face what went wrong so that what went wrong doesn't affect what I'm living today. And there's kind of three different ways people react when I start having this conversation with them that I think embodies the way that we usually approach judgment. The first is like Judas, which is just saying, no, actually my way is better, I don't agree with that, I'm just going to do it my way, and I'll just leave it at that. And then I never see them again, because they can't face the judgment that comes from facing their past. Or some people come like Peter. Peter, who just says, Actually, you know, I'm okay. I've got this figured out. I've found out my own way to get through it. When the reality is is that he's not. He needs Jesus. Or the other one is Thomas, like the gospel today, where I'm not really sure if this is going to help or why would I really want to go through all of that? To me, that's kind of the way when it comes to facing our own judgment that we approach it that way because it feels like condemnation, it feels like shame. And so we either think that we've got it figured out, our way is better, or we say, no, no I'm, I'm okay where I am. Or we say, I don't know why I should do it that way. But divine mercy is Jesus drawing us into himself for the sake of our salvation. Saint Faustina, who received this vision, this appearance of Jesus as divine mercy, she says, the greater the sinner, the greater his right to God's mercy. The greater the sinner, the greater his right to God's mercy. It's not earned, it's given. It's a gift offered from Jesus himself because he knows we're guilty even before we know we are. But he wants to bring us to innocence. He wants to heal us. So Easter is about salvation through the gift of the Holy Spirit that we receive in baptism. But Jesus needs to take away from us everything that would prevent us from receiving that gift, which is our sin. And so even as we rejoice in Easter, we still see the cross. Because we need to be reminded that the way to salvation is through the cross. Salvation means to be kept safe, to be kept whole, to be freed from the consequence of our choice. There's a silent prayer that us priests pray at the altar right after we've received communion. When we receive the host, we pray silently, may the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. And then from the chalice, may the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. We willingly face our judgment so that we can be kept safe for eternal life. Jesus asks the apostles to go out and forgive sin so that the gift of eternal life, of salvation promised at Easter might be kept safe in every soul that it has been given to. We hear from St. Peter today, he says, you are receiving the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. And that salvation comes from the mercy of God. Offer to us in forgiveness of sins so as Christians let's not look at judgment let's not look at our sin the way that the world would which is I have to face consequence I have to be judged for what I've done wrong and face the punishment no we run with joy to our judge because the more that we run to our judgment the more that we are healed the more that we are saved because Judas ran away, and Judas imposed his own condemnation on himself, rejecting God. Peter ran to Jesus. Saint Thomas runs to Jesus, and through, that, through him they are healed. Peter is forgiven for his threefold denial. Saint Thomas is brought to faith through his doubt because they came to their judge, Jesus. Rejoice at this gift and let us embrace our judgment as a hopeful experience, as the way to our salvation.